Welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast, where we discuss dynasty strategy, rankings, and all things NFL. So get ready to geek out on fantasy football with your host, Rich Dotson. And welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host, Rich Dotson, and my fellow nerds, Matt O'Hara. You son of a... And Garrett Price. Uh, I'm here. Yeah. I always find ways to Matt cut Matt off. <laughs> Every time. Like you will talk before you click the button to start the pod for like eight minutes. Matt starts talking for like three seconds. And I <laughs> was just trying to explain something to me. I hit record on the podcast and all you hear is the intro. I love it. That was intentional, by the way. Oh, really? I yeah. <laughs> yeah, Shocking. I did, I did it last week, too, or two weeks ago. I think it was two weeks ago. Two weeks ago. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it brings a smile to my face every time. <laughs> every time. That's a bad habit. <laughs> I see a lot of comments like, dude, why doesn't that rich dude let anybody else talk? Yeah. Like, I don't know. It's weird. Yeah, I, I didn't a lot to say. I've only got about an hour to squeeze all this information in here, and we got a lot to squeeze in today. There's a lot of news going around in the NFL today and college football. Canceling the Big Ten, canceling ACC, uh, canceling the Pac-12. Is that it, too? I, I know Pac. I haven't heard about the ACC yet. Oh, I, I didn't hear wasn't. about the ACC either. That Maybe was. I didn't hear about that either. <laughs> You're just predicting crystal balls. <laughs> crystal. Ooh. Oh, college football's canceled except for the SEC because they don't give a shit. <laughs> That's what it means. It's probably pretty accurate. So we have Lamar Miller signing with the Patriots. We have Darius Geis getting cut, rightfully <laughs> so. Turdferg. Um, and uh, no college football. So a lot to get into. And today we're doing buys. Dynasty buys. It's always fun, right? Get that money. Got some good ones. Absolutely. So we'll get a couple of those in here first. But before we do, a word from our sponsor. DynastyOwner.com. DynastyOwner.com gives you the opportunity right now to get into a new fantasy league and play it like you've never done before. They have patents on this. They have a great website over there. If you go to DynastyOwner.com backslash nerds, you can play DynastyOwner.com and you compete for the chase for the ring and all the prizes that entail the Dynasty Owner leagues. Dynasty Owner gives you the opportunity to be a Dynasty NFL GM, head coach, manager, and Dynasty guru all in once. This is not like a regular auction league. This gives you an actual NFL salary cap. You get to manage your team within that salary cap using actual NFL player salaries. Where's the value? Well, if you've been playing Dynasty for a while and listening to this Dynasty Nerds podcast, you know there's a lot of value in rookies because they make pennies on the dollar and they produce, especially at the running back position. So that would be my strategy. Capitalize on young running backs. Capitalize on cheap quarterbacks and spend on wide receivers. But Get in there, play, see how you would do it by using their mock draft tool. Make a couple, couple different rosters and see how you would fit into a dynasty owner league. Get there today. Check them out today. Dynastyowner.com backslash nerds and experience a new way to play dynasty fantasy football today. Again, it's dynasty nerd, dynastyowner.com backslash nerds. So news this week. First one, we'll get to the easy one. Lamar Miller signs with the Patriots. Is anybody's nipples hard on this? Garrett, nope. You're wearing two shirts. So it's kind of true. Your basement's always so cold, so I was like, I'm gonna wear the sh- the short sleeve hoodie tonight. Okay, so yeah. I'm just trying to stay it's warm. Man. Cold today, so you're, you're, it's, it's really not as cold down here as it normally it's is. It's very tepid. I'm still chilly. 
but it is what it is. My nipples aren't hard, even though I am chilly. Okay. Well, so yeah, yeah Lamar, Lamar Miller is not going to excite me even a little bit at this point in his career. 29 years old. Um, this, this seems like one of those typical Patriot moves where they're, they're bringing in a va- veteran guy that they kind of know can run the same system. Cause he was in Bill O'Brien's system down there in Houston. Um, but he's just a safety net, in my opinion, in, in case uh, Sony's not healthy. Yeah, they have Damian Harris, who could ground ground between tackles. I think it's you know Sony Michelle starting on pups, so they're just getting sure all the ducks are in a row here. Um, Sony should still be the guy, who's my prediction, still be the guy. And he's not going to be viable in a passing game because they have the, one of the most pass-efficient catching running backs in the league in a guy like James White, who's also on the last year of his contract. So Lamar Miller, most likely, if I had to guess, probably not even make this roster. Yeah, I think it's just insurance in case Sony's stuff is worse than they think. But, I mean, because right now they said he might start week one. He might not start week one. We don't know. But assuming that he is healthy to start week one or even by week two or three, I think he's depth at best. And and I think you're right. I think there's a decent chance that, you know, they would rather have Harris on this roster than they would a guy like Lamar Miller. I think the move here is you just put – if you have Lamar Miller, you just put tons of offers out there and see and just get what you can get at this point. Mm-hmm. So many offers, you try me, hey, I'll give you Lamar Miller for a third. You got Sony, good backup. And you're like, dude, I'm not giving you a third. I'm like, what about a fourth? <laughs> I'll take a fourth. <laughs> like, what about a fifth? <laughs> you got a Subway gift card? And, and, that. and I think that's five dollar footlongs back. Ooh, I'm just saying. Wow. 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 Five bucks goes a long way. All of a sudden, that sounds like a good, good trade Ooh. offer. Uh, <laughs> I can't I got, even remember what I was going to say. I had something <laughs> for a second. It'll come back. It'll come back to me. We have so much to talk about. I can't talk about how excited I am. And Jersey Mike's is open across the street Ooh. over there. Yeah, it's my favorite subplace ever. I told my wife one. Not here. I'm talking about. I told my wife. I was like, listen, if it, the only thing we don't have around us that I would love is a Jersey Mike's. And then today on Monday, she texted me a picture of coming soon. Jersey Mike's at where the old Starbucks was. And I, I was going to say, is it where the old Starbucks was? Yeah. It was like, like right at the end of your street. Yeah, that is I was awesome. like, this is the best day of my life. <laughs> <laughs> no, best day. No, this is the best thing that happened in 2020 is what I wrote. That's, that's, probably, that's probably accurate. Oh, it was. She's like, I agree. It's also probably a pretty low bar, <laughs> dude. No, it's being like the skinniest kid at fat. Camp. Jersey Mike's. No, no, no. I'm saying the best thing that happened in 2020. Oh, it's not. Yeah, it's not yeah. a high bar to get over. Yeah. Oh, no, dude. Yeah. No, I I mean, it's no. basically been GM tool launching and then like everything else in vacation. Vaca- vacation was Ooh, pretty dope and not going to work for a month being in quarantine. There you go. I enjoyed that. Oh, yeah. I went to the combine. That was pretty sweet. All right. So maybe there's been some. Good well, I didn't go to the combine. About. So not for me. <laughs> 2020 hasn't been a complete bomb. All right. Uh, bigger news. Uh, not only is 2020 <laughs> getting, you know, making us all feel terrible. Darius Geis owners are feeling pretty terrible as well because he was charged with some pretty bad stuff. Uh, if it sticks, he won't go on anybody's roster, so don't worry about that at all. If you can get same thing, if I could sell Darius Geis for a third, I would just take the third because I'm not really feeling good about this and him come back. One, he was already a hit and miss prospect sure. as it was uh, a ground to pound guy, but he is cut by the Washington team, football team, Washington <laughs> team, uh, which leaves us Antonio Gibson. Uh, Adrian Peterson, Bryce Love, and McKissick. Uh, Peyton Barber's there, too. Like I said, that's who it leaves us with. Those four guys. Four, <laughs> I'll take Barber over uh, McKissick. Ooh. You take Barber over McKissick? McKissick's just... Ugh. He's got some but, pass catcher. Yeah, I know, but back. I would think Bryce Love and Antonio Gibson are going to catch passes ahead of him. You would think so, being a former you know receiver. But we're going to talk about uh, Antonio Gibson later, right? For sure. In our sell high episode. Yeah. I love Antonio Gibson, but sometimes the market dictates. Hey, listen, I love Jersey Mike's, but if you're offering me way more than I paid for my Jersey Mike's, it's got to go. It's got to go. 
Like I, I love the Cleveland Browns. I got season tickets. I always have. It's in my will that my tickets got to go to my kids and they can't sell them or they go wherever a bad place to go is, uh, <laughs> wherever Darius Geis is going. So, um, but if someone's like, Hey, I'll give you $5 million for your Brown season tickets. I'm like, Oh, okay. Yeah, sweet. I'll go buy another Brown season. Ticket. <laughs> so you're saying an overpay is, an overpay. Yeah, yeah right. that's what I'm saying, but we'll talk about it. Uh, also, College football. Is there anything else you guys want to talk about the Washington backfield before I move on? No, I mean, I literally just glanced over. I'm like, yeah, there's a lot to talk about. You absolutely did. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. I, let's go back for, for, for me. I, I was a, I was a guy's truther. Uh, you know, I thought he had a lot of talent and uh, everything was trending in the right direction this off season, hearing a lot of good things. And then, and then this happens and, you know, I feel very similar, similar to when all of the stuff with Tyreek kill came out. It's, 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 it grosses me out. It's, it's terrible. It's awful. I have no problem. Absolutely. Just cutting him if I had to, um, but trading him for, for whatever, what you can get. Yeah, I'm absolutely, I'm with you. It does have a very similar feel. I didn't realize that he had red flags coming out. I don't remember that either. Um, but it, there was definitely a lot of people implying that he did. And I, I still hadn't got to the bottom. Of was there ever anything official? Or was it kind of like one of those, like where there's smoke, people there's know, fire, people yeah. at LSU. know, no, yeah. Yeah, but um, never actually got charged for something. Yeah, so it sounds like maybe this wasn't the first time. Uh, I retweeted a tweet that actually um, Nick Whalen had retweeted. Um, basically, a defense attorney. Uh, oh, yeah, I saw that. Kind of broke down the whole situation. He's been a defense attorney on, on these kind of cases before. And it gave a really good breakdown of just kind of, I guess, some truths, uh, um, the way that he sees them as a, as a defense attorney. Um, and, and it, it, it shed a little light, uh, I guess on the whole situation for me. So I, I kind of fought, fought, you know, find it on my timeline if you're, if you're interested And then it was, it was a really good tweet at dynasty Matt, mm -hmm. since you won't tell anybody, I'll tell the world. Thanks Rich. <laughs> um, well, yeah, if I wanted to be, I could be that one. Um, speaking of red flags, how many analysts out there do this when they go, I told you guys on the draft day or guys. <laughs> yeah. Cause you predict, you predicted <laughs> he, domestic violence. He finally bought in. That's the best part That's about a, it. He, he just started buying it. Uh -huh. He just started. Didn't collecting, you just draft him recently? Yeah, he, just uh -huh. he started collecting dude, shares of diet. Darius guys. And now he's like, son of a dude. Funniest thing. The funniest thing is I was rushed. I mean, uh, you know, the, the, you know, old draft underdog, uh, drafted my team for, you know, my leagues, yeah, for the like best the ball leagues. Ball. Yeah. Yeah. I literally, I, I wasn't on social media at all. I get a notification about the pick. I get up. Darius Geis is there. I just pick him real quick. I get off. I open up Twitter. Literally, literally I went from the draft, drafting Darius Geis, open up Twitter, going Darius Geis uh, arrested. And I'm like, son of a B. That's <laughs> why he's sitting here at this round. <laughs> yeah, but I, I just bought in. But I was never on Darius Geis. I, 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 don't, I don't own him in, I own him in one dynasty league that I just drafted. Yeah. And that's what I get for going against my... Uh, no nope. advice, and yeah. and obviously, if and if any of these charges stick, he's never going to get he's 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 out of the league forever. So, um, I, we're never going to get the chance to know if his talent was there or not. Unfortunately, at this point, yep. Hey, listen, I never predicted this, but chalk it up as a win. <laughs> Still counting it, <laughs> dude. How many analysts do that? Yeah, you no. Know, it's funny too. I've seen a lot of that on Twitter lately. Like, oh, like people calling out analysts that like make fifty bold takes to go back and get the three they got right for sure know, about it those guys i'm like oh there's tons of those guys out there yep and, th and that was the thing like you know people were talking about it and obviously we're fantasy football analysts we have to talk about it from a fantasy football perspective but for me like the only tweet i put out about it was like prayers for the families like that that kind of stuff is just is just heartbreaking and yeah you know, i i read what he did and some and it's, it was above and strangulation beyond. like yeah dude on. you're a douche like you're a douche and i could beat you up 
Well, I couldn't, so there's no point to go there. Yeah, he's a big dude. Oh, he would destroy me. With his feet duct taped together and his one arm amputated. Yeah, I was going to say, just his thighs alone. Oh, <sighs> yeah. I'm not a fighter. <laughs> oh, that, oh, I'm not a fighter. Oh, Hashtag, I'm not a fighter. Just an amateur Hashtag. foot model. I will slap the shit out of you, though. <laughs> no, All right, I'm, I'm college football. Either. Let's talk about something else depressing now. Well... There is no college football as of right now. Oh, there it is. Now I'm depressed. All right, moving on. <laughs> no, this is um, it's not all canceled, right? Come on. There's no yes. unified. There's no unified front on yes. any of this. There's no man anywhere. So there's uh, no Big Ten. Yeah. There's no Pac-12, and there's a couple more conferences to make up their mind, and that's what it really boils down to. But do you so think- I didn't hear about the Pac-12. They they had officially yeah. called it. Yeah. It was like an hour later. Okay. I is think it, they were just waiting for the Big Ten. And somebody tweeted out right after that. They're like, "Well, don't get your hopes about a Pac-12 because they usually do whatever the Big Ten does." And then, like, literally five minutes of their tweet comes out. They're like, up oh, and the Pac-12 is now canceled their season. I'm like, all right. And then as he comes out, like, we're still playing. Yep. So that's kind of good, I guess. But, like, how many players that are in the SEC are going to continue even probably to play? Like, if no one else is playing, they have a limited schedule. Some of these guys are like, I'm not playing. It's going to be the Joe Burrow types that will keep playing that, you know, as of right now, not really an NFL name. Even if they are, it's going to be, you know, sixth round type of guy. Those are the type of guys that really need to play. And even, you know, I put a tweet out this this past week. Clyde Edwards-Dillaire, Josh Jacobs, previously, you know, right now by most people were the top two running backs in the last two classes. Prior to their last season that they played, were not in, in draft discussions at all. Oh. Both guys re- basically came out of nowhere. And that's, that's going to be the tough part is, yeah, we already know about Travis Etienne. Yeah, we already know about Najee Harris. We know about, you know, these big name guys. Chuba Hubbard. Right? Exactly, Chuba. Mm-hmm. We, we know about these guys. But we're going to be missing out on a lot of players that, you know, would could have potentially been something, could have potentially had a huge season. We'll just never know. Uh, and that's going to be the difficult part. And during times like like this, that's when our dynasty film room is going to be especially important um, and listening to guys that break down tape because now we're going to have to even more so than saying like, oh, this guy had, you know, 5.7 yards of carry and this guy had a thousand yards and blah, blah, blah. Like we're going to have to focus on traits of players because mm-hmm. chances are we're going to be seeing these players in their freshman and sophomore tape that will potentially be declaring for the NFL. And so we're going to have to look at traits, not necessarily production or analytics or all of these types of things. And, and I saw some tweets out there today that it was Daniel, Daniel Jeremiah coming out and saying, this is going to be the most important combine ever. Yeah. And then of course, of course, um, Matt Nagy comes out and says the same thing about the senior bowl. If there is going to be one, I mean, not Matt Nagy. Um, yeah. Uh, or, whoever, uh, uh, it's another Nagy. I'm sorry. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, Charles. Maggie? Charles Nagy. Former, former <laughs> Indians, former uh, Indians. Yeah, exactly. Pitcher. Um, whatever. Whoever runs the Senior Bowl now after after Phil. Um, Jim. Jim. Jim Nagy? Yeah. I think that sounds I right. I think that's right. I should know this. Regardless, but I mean, it'll be interesting to see if they play any sort of um, Senior Bowl or if they have mm-hmm. some other kind of bowl just to have some of these um, draft eligible guys at least play a game of football or something yeah. that, these, that these evaluators can go can look, look at, at before they go out and draft them. And what's going to be really interesting as well, guys, is we already had a couple of these big-time receivers like Bateman come out and say they, yep. they've already declared for the NFL draft. Rondell we're going to focus Moore. on that, Rondell Moore. Um, is it's going to get even foggers. We have guys that are in the Big Ten, that are in the Pac-12, that are even in the MAC that we already know that we like and we love. They already, they're already ranked as good prospects mm-hmm. on the 21. The SC, say that just the SEC plays, maybe the ACC do plays as well. There's going to be some guys that do sit out. Then there's going to be guys that thrive 
just in that offense. So like, where do you go? Do you go? Hey, I know this guy can do well. He did well this season. I watched him. And then I have, oh, I have guys here that I know I liked in 2020, but like now it's 2021. It's going to make for a very interesting valuation process. Yep. There's going to be a lot going on. If there's, if like you said, if if it's in two halves, if it's the players that you have seen in 2020 play and the players you haven't seen since 2019, basically. And likely the ones that you haven't seen are going to be the best ones because they're the ones sitting out preparing for the draft. So you're going to be in this little conundrum. So you're, You'll never have needed like podcasts, you know, before and research before. You're going to need sites like Dynasty Nerds and That's other right. Dynasty websites to really break this down, like Dynasty Happier, Dynasty Trade Calculator, DLF. You're going to need those guys um, to help you guys get through all of this. And there's no better place, like Garrett said, too. There's a film room. Like, we'll have all the tape of all these players from 2020. We will provide that for you. We actually just now are planning to open the film room early this year, <laughs> and we're going to start opening the film room now yeah i've already i've already started on a few cuts sage surratt and some of these guys where you know yeah we already had a lot of travis Etienne in, in the film room because we thought he might come out and some of those guys uh but then there's other big names that were either sophomores or you know kind of grew with popularity at the end of the season that we only have a game or two or don't have any so we're going to make sure that we really populate those players so that way you have plenty of games and a lot of it's going to be all 22 now as well which is gonna be sweet nice so i look that, i look forward to that man. so if you're wondering what the nice. film room is it's gonna be it's it's film tape of that player of every snap they played on the field so you can watch a whole game condensed in four to seven minutes of a player and really get to see how good that player is so we will provide you everything you need still to dominate your 2021 class our analysis the nerd score and the film room actual tape of these players so if you're wondering where you can see these players even if it's last year go to Get into the film room. It will provide you everything you need to dominate your rookie draft because it's gonna you're gonna need. I'm gonna need more help than I ever did. You know, it's gonna be interesting these rookie breakdowns. We probably had to start earlier this year because yep. we're gonna have to really be a little bit more in depth and talk this out. Make yep. sure we're all on the same page here. Um, so we'll find out soon if the SEC is playing or what's going on because they move. They're, guys, I can tell you one thing is there's not gonna be any spring football. Like nobody's playing spring football. Because you're not going to play spring, and then you're not going to play in the fall. It's just not going to happen. Yep. It's not tangible. Definitely, the SEC does play. You're not going to move the big. You know what I mean? You're not going to move the Big Ten to the spring, and then have all everybody play in the fall. It's not going to happen. Yeah, no. So it's all or nothing. They, you know, they they made their decision to cancel, saying that they may bring it back in spring, but that's it's lip service. That's not going to happen. The, there was one rumor I heard where they might do like more of uh just like sample games where they play like just three opponents or something like that just for specifically like for those seniors looking to go to the NFL. I don't know that that will actually happen. And I don't know that a university would even be interested in that, but that that's a rumor that's floating. I think, I think the best case scenario is, you know, we get closer in November, things die down and they say, Hey, you know, these key, cause I said, everybody's gonna keep practicing pretty much. And the teams, everything dies down a little bit and you're like, okay, Hey, you know, these guys have been practicing. We're gonna have a season from December to February. And this is, like you said, condensed, and they yep. do play. It's not in the spring, but still kind of a winter season ends. They go right into the combine training. That's I think that's best case scenario. That is the best case scenario, and it's and these universities, especially like these. I mean, Ohio State, they don't want to lose that hundred million dollars or whatever they get per year for the for their football program. They there's so any way they can get any of that money back, I'm sure they're looking into it. It so doesn't like hurt them. Said. It hurts like teams like the MAC that like Akron, who's going to go play at Penn State or some other, you know, yeah. guys like that. that that's that's literally how they thrive on their, they pay for their, all their sports programs by going and play these big schools. So they're with the revenue sharing stuff. Yeah, yeah. no, absolutely. I, I, I totally get that. But, it, but it's, 
the football program at Ohio State still plays for everything 50%, else. Fifty percent of the other sports there yep. at that university. So the only program in the black essentially is well, I'm sure basketball is in black as well. But yeah, they they, they pay for everything. Right. Exactly. Yeah, so, women's lacrosse or you know men's soccer, or even though they're good and their hockey team won championship. Like they don't. They don't bring in the revenue. If the window opens for them to play any part of their season, especially if it's like if, if they get like some sort of truncated season and a promise of some sort of bowl game at the end of the year where everyone's watched, they're going to figure it out. They'll try what, to do that. What, what are you guys doing, you know, going back to practical dynasty advice, what are you guys doing with those 21 picks then? I'm buying them because I'm hoping they – I'm hoping this – I'm hoping this depreciates their value at all because this class is still absolutely loaded. If you're in a super flex league – if you go, hey man, it's twenty one class. I'll you know what? I'll take. I'll give you my twenty two first for your twenty one first. Actually, I'll, be, I'll give you my twenty two and first and second for your uh, twenty one first. If you just want to do it, I'll help you out. Be a nice guy. <laughs> I'll be, be a, a nice guy. Be a nice guy. I get that second back later. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, you absolutely could do stuff like that. It is going to be a loaded class, um, but it, it's it's it is going to be a tricky evaluation uh, process. So. You know, you are going to be, I think, flying a little blind, especially if you're the casual person that doesn't do a ton of research. So if you're one of those people that goes off a list and doesn't do your own research, it might not be that bad of an idea to, to kind of punt and push this off for nope. another year. Don't do it. Listen to us. Well, you're, you're, if you heard this now, you're listening to us. We'll have you in the right shape. Don't do it. Because listen, this first round, it, I'm not saying go trade for whole draft classes. This first round, just like this year was easy, it's going to be easy. You, you. You yeah, you might whiff on it, but I don't think your odds of whiffing are anything less because we can give you 12 guys right now that are beyond talented, beyond talented, especially yep. in a super flex league. You, we well, know Trevor yeah. Lawrence is good. Super right? flex adds, yeah, absolutely. Adds, adds a lot more depth. Justin Fields. Well. Jamar Trey Chase. Lance. Yep. Rashad it, it, Bateman. Rondell. Travis Etienne. Chuba Hubbard. You know, any it, any shot the running backs that we know. Any shot, of some of, any shot of these, some of these guys that wouldn't, would have normally come out, maybe staying in school? <sighs> I mean, there, there is a shot for some of them. It's all going to also depend on what they do with the eligibility. Right. Do they give them their eligibility back? Because they did not do that with the spring athletes that missed their whole season. So They, did, they didn't. Huh? They did not. Wow. They did not That's give them shocking. their eligibility. That's really works. They didn't play. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. They just, you know, if you were a senior and you were playing baseball for, you know, Texas, yeah, you just didn't have a senior year. Wow. That's terrible, man. Yep. That is terrible. I did not realize that. But because part of it is it jacks up all the scholarship stuff. Because oh, then yeah, trying to bring sure. in all the new scholarship kids, you're still giving scholarships to the seniors. It's 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 a so sucky did, situation. So did the schools around. eat it then, and then they they still pay? I, they obviously still pay. I, I would for assume so. The schooling and then yeah, yeah. I, all I, the whole, I would like, hope Ohio so. State came out and said all our kids are still on scholarship. So I feel bad for the guys like Travis Etienne. Mm -hmm. You know that would have been a second that round was pick. Kind of thinking about coming out right, and right. yeah. <sighs> Could have been a second round pick. Najee now. Harris, Chuba Hubbard. I mean, yep. all these. I mean, all these people that should have been should have come out in this past year, and went back. Man, now they are screwed. For went back for nothing. Yeah. Yep. So. Absolutely. Well, and and one other thing before we move on to to our buys, uh, I think I think you're right, Rich. I think that these picks are just as valuable as they've always been. However, I actually think those later round picks actually get a slight uptick in value because there might be a lot more gems because of the we don't know what we're doing we, we haven't got a chance to scout these guys like there could be players that you know would have risen up boards had we known how talented they were they just didn't get a shot because they were behind Najee Harris or they were behind you know one of these guys and they didn't get a chance to really show what they were doing so it might not be a bad year for you know try to get that extra third tossed in just because there might be some really talented players that fall through the cracks 
and we're we're gonna rely on the NFL draft as well. Because they'll, yep. they'll well, they'll have information that we don't have from the coaches. Essentially, yep. say, hey, you got like this guy. You know, there's not a lot of tape on him, but I'm telling you, he's he would have had a big year. We're, we plan on giving him a ton of touches. He's legit. You know, things yep. along those lines. So we'll see. We listen. We have a long time to talk about it. Long now, the time. good thing that comes out of this possibly is we might have NFL games on Thursday, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. Honestly, if high school football gets canceled, I wouldn't be surprised that they utilize that time slot too. Can you imagine like every night there's a primetime game? My on? wife would kill me. Oh, dude, let her kill me. <laughs> All of our wives would kill us. <laughs> Sorry, babe. She literally asked me that. And she's like, wait, so you tell me like five nights a week, there'll be a football game on. And I was like, Maybe I don't know, and she's like, "Are you gonna watch them all?" It's like, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, hey, I got players going tonight. <laughs> you say that every night. Well, I got players going every night. I'm in twenty leagues. <laughs> what? How many <laughs> leagues are you in? I'm in twenty. I got players oh, going tonight. Man. I need I need uh, Jarek McKinnon to go off and score thirty. <laughs> He's not even active. <laughs> Dude, did you see that tweet from uh, Kyle Hughesjack? Or there's a tweet going out from 49ers. No. Uh, somebody tagged me in it. Kyle Hughesjack said he can't believe this guy was hurt for the last two years. So he looks so smooth. And he's a look an electric on the field. He's so Things have a big year. Hey, man. Predicted that two years ago. <laughs> <laughs> We've been predicting that for two years. <laughs> Dude, wait till he goes off. So lean into our buys. I'm still on my buys from last year, by the way. Curtis Samuel, Mike Williams, Jarek McKinnon. I'm I'm with you on the Mike Williams <laughs> and Curtis You're Samuel. Definitely on, him. definitely on him. And definitely Jarek McKinnon. All right. Finally going to do it again. Listen, Rehel Mostert's a nice back, but I'm telling you, Jarek McKinnon and Kyle Shanahan's passing offense to be a part of that passing game in the offense is going to put up some points. I I'm totally with you. If he stays healthy, I think he could have a nice role. I just don't trust any of them. Garrett, you can hit the button. 2020 running back two. Jerick McKinnon. You mean an RB2, not the RB2, right? Yeah, I'll run him back to you. Okay, like, all right. Just to clarify. 13 to 24. Move over, Saquon. It's Jerick McKinnon. Dude, if Raheem Mostert stubs a toe, Jerick McKinnon. Running back two. Not overall. Not overall. 13. Running back 13. But the problem is you still have freaking Tevin Coleman there just to be annoying. Just call Tevin Coleman a problem. He is. It's like calling Lamar Miller a problem than James White. I mean, they literally paid him as a free agent last year. Stop living in the past. We're in. <laughs> we're in a different time. You don't know what time we're, we're in. Twenty twenty. Twenty nineteen was like ten years ago. It feels like it we live in a completely like forever ago. Listen, we live in a world right now. I'm gonna say this because I can't. I've been telling this everybody, so I haven't told you guys with the podcast. This blows my mind. This is how crazy twenty twenty is. This blows my mind, by the way. The U.S. government, the Pentagon, came out with video animated saying we have UFOs. We have UFOs in our possession. Like we have spaceships, not of this planet, in our possession. And here's some video of UFOs, too, that our fighter pilots got. Nobody talking about it. Nobody cares. Nobody, nobody cares. That? I don't know anything about that. Who we've over? You ever even heard about that? No. What a rocket. This blows my mind. Nobody talks about it. everybody say I go to my neighbor today. I'm like, I can't believe it. Like this blows. I've been talking about it for months. I'm like, nobody talks about it. Nobody cares. The I care. I care, Richard. The government. I think about this. I mean, I love this kind of stuff, so I'm interested. I think about it every day. 
the government said we have UFOs. There's some good podcasts out there on Joe Rogan talking about this too with the guys that have like the actual fighter pilot and people that do the investigating they go into Russians. It's mind blowing stuff. My literally mind blowing stuff of what they have and they can explain and no, 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 no football season. This is everywhere. Hey, we have UFOs. Ah, but who are you voting for president? <laughs> no, we have UFOs. I know, but who are you voting for? It's way more important of who you're voting for president. And if you're going to wear a mask or not wear a mask, like, yeah, but there's, we have them here. Like they're, they're coming here from somewhere else. So buy, buy tinfoil to put over your head. There you go. Uh, that's a good buy. That's a solid buy. That's a good right? buy. Yeah. Yep. Listen, just live it up, man. Because they're not, they're not, might, they're not, might, that might not be a 2021. These aliens might not look like what's going on around here. <laughs> so they're probably big Baker fans though. So they'll be okay. <laughs> if they're smart aliens, they are. So we're, we're half hour in. Yep. We haven't mentioned a single buy. Are we buying aliens? <laughs> no, <I'm> just, no. <laughs> we don't have to. The government already said they're here. They're here. So before we get into our buys, how about a word from one of our sponsors? One of my favorite sponsors manscaped that's right manscaped is still here for you aliens coming hey let them see what you're working with you know you want to survive this apocalypse they might have uh peculiar choices i've, I've heard that aliens have no hair so maybe you'll just blend in true true mm-hmm. if you if you're like a sasquatch like this guy over here garrett you might be on the, the uh exemplist let's put it that way <laughs> not even that hairy really honestly i don't know you get a lot I'm of actually not even that manly it's kind mm. of actually embarrassing. Oh, so you got the you got the kidscaped over there. Yeah, um, you get the hair here, and like it all just migrated up into my face. Well, if you use your manscape trimmer. You can use it everywhere. There you we know? go. Your chesticles, your stomachles, your any other articles. No, that's about it. Articles. You can oh, do that. Okay. I mean, it's not a paper shredder. I bet it could work though. Garrett. I bet you you could make it into a makeshift paper shredder if you needed to. Challenge accepted. Dude, listen. Aliens put down a listen. Aliens put out an EMP. We lose all electricity. We have no lights. Lawnmower 3.0, got you covered. It's got a light on it. Walk the thing around. You know, you can take care of yourself. Not a big deal. This Lawnmower 3.0 is amazing. It's it's the best hygiene tool for the modern man. I have one. Garrett has one. Matt has one. Dude, you got to bonsai that bush. You want to go out there and spend your last days of 2020 celebrating. You got to look good. You got to feel good, right? Manscaped's going to help you do that, right? And Landscape right now can get you 20% off and free shipping with the promo code NERDS at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com using the promo code NERDS. I love this. I actually had it before they started advertising with us. So when they did start advertising with us, I thought it was fantastic. And they have all these new tools. They have the the, the weed whacker. So you've got those nose hairs. you got Rapunzel trying to come down your nose and, and save your nipples from getting hard keeping them a little bit warm with those nose hairs. That's not attractive. You're not going to find a little significant old other. That's not a Sasquatch. You listen, do you want to marry a Sasquatch, Matt? I don't No, That's not part of my goals. Garrett, you're already married. So you, we already know your wife's answer to that. She married a Sasquatch. It's true. Harry, son of a manscape.com <laughs> could solve those problems for you. This is a thing that you have this. It's, it's, it's a fantastic package. I, I can't say it enough. We've advertised it a ton. It's a perfect package. 3.0 comes with the crop preserver, which is a nice little deodorant for down low. The crop reviver. Yeah, pretty, pretty nice, right? They got a ceramic blades with the skin safe technology. So there's no stacks. Well, not no snags, but they're reduced. Re- pretty, reduced, re- reduced drag and snags. Yeah, Come on, man. Drag I and snags. Love it. Listen, if you're in a relationship, do your partner a favor bonsai that bush manscape.com you don't have a significant partner well it's probably because you're not manscaping 
Get on it. Get to manscaped.com right now. Use that promo code NERDS and you get 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com. 20% off free shipping using that promo code NERDS. Guys, my biggest buy of the season. Biggest buy. Biggest buy. Is that a best buy? No, that's where JP from DTC works. Oh, okay. This is a big buy. It's kind of like the knockoff brand of Best Buy, but bigger. (laughs) (laughs) Bigger. 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 (laughs) My buy, I've already mentioned this before on the show, is Matt Breida for the Miami Dolphins. I love this buy, guys. 25 years old, got traded to the Dolphins for pick 153. He's going to a team last year. You guys know who the leading rusher on the Dolphins was? The least amount of rushing uh, yards for an NFL team? Wasn't it Kenyon Drake who got traded? Good guess. Matt? Patrick Laird. False. It was Ryan Fitzpatrick. He led the <laughs> team in rushing last year with two. It had to be somebody weird. 143 <laughs> yards. So they bring in Matt Breida and they pair him up with Jordan Howard. This is a really good one-two punch, right? Jordan Howard is just not a pass catcher running back. His hands are not sticky. They're like rocks. They're like Mike Tyson out there getting ready for a fight, then trying to catch some footballs. It's just not going to happen. It's not going to happen. I mean, this is a guy who his NFL teams know not to throw him the football. When he came out as a rookie for the Bears, you know, they're like, hey, let's see if this guy can catch a football. We're going to throw him. He got 50 targets. The next year, like, oh, he's not as good. Let's just give him 32 targets. And after that, they're like, that's a little too many, too. 26 targets. And after that, in 2019, they're like, we'll just throw it to him 14 times, a couple screens. You know, <laughs> see if this it. works out. Then all of a sudden, he catches a couple screens. People are like, ah, oh, see, Jordan Howard can catch. It's like, dude, you can have no hands to catch a couple, 14 balls if you throw it enough. So Matt Breida, now Matt Breida, I don't want to go out here and say like Matt Breida is some excellent pass catching running back, but he's way more elusive and electric. Absolutely. In his three years as a running back, Matt Breida has averaged 5.0 yards per carry. And he's also a burner. He was timed last year as the fastest player in the NFL with uh, next gen stats had him at 22.3 miles per hour. He had a big run against the Rams. If you remember that one. In last year, he averaged 5.1 yards per carry, rushed for 623 yards, had 19 receptions, 120 yards receiving, and two touchdowns in 13 games. This guy is electric. He's 25, and this is a team that's going to need running backs because they don't have any other running backs besides Jordan Howard and Matt Breida. And don't can't forget, they brought Chan Gailey out of retirement. Chan Gailey is offensive coordinator over his history. His offense rushes the ball 43% of the time it averages out to about 23 per car- carries per game. So, and what the good thing about Changeli is when he usually has two young running backs, he uses both of them consistently. So they're both getting about 12 carries or touches per game, but even more so is that he throws to the running back a lot. He throws to his primary pass catcher running back 25% of the time. So Matt Breida is going to a team that just had multiple receivers opt out because of COVID, which leaves them primarily with Devontae Parker, Preston Williams, and Mike Gesicki. We love all these guys. Mm -hmm, They're very good upsides. But this gives opportunity, too, to get both these running backs on the field, even put Matt Breida up into the slot because he's so electric and fast. And 25%, I mean, even if it was a a 300 attempt type of, of year, which would be pretty low, I mean, that's still 75 targets you're talking about to the running back if he's getting 25% of that. Exactly. So that that's pretty that's, huge. That's, that's not that's that's if he, if he converts those those are about you're talking about run, low end running back two numbers if you can get away with 25 catches for 
X amount of yards. And that's, I mean, that's being super conservative nowadays. Uh, 300 pass attempts is, is, is really not a lot. Even with Ryan Fitzpatrick, Ryan Fitzpatrick throws the ball to the running backs. I, th- I saw a stat out there. I can't remember. I'm starting to go off the top of my head, but he was like the six uh, of all the quarterbacks since I've been going back to like I saw it somewhere. Somebody put it out there. I wish I could credit him. Uh, since like 2010, he was like, he's, he's thrown to the running back the six most since then. But on top of that, can you imagine, Matt, like when Tua eventually gets in there, oh, yeah. Matt Breida and Tua run those RPOs? That's like in Changeli's offense. Open, that's going to open everything else up there with Kasiki and those guys. I think Matt Breida right now, you could probably get him for a late second, third round pick where a lot of people are going to be start going to the, maybe that Anthony McFarlane. Most people already have their draft, but even if you go into next year, like these draft picks, you're worried about it. You could probably get Matt Breida for a third, maybe a third and a little something on top of a guy that you don't really want. Maybe you're, maybe you're older and you're just trying to sell and you can give him for like Emmanuel Sanders straight up, something along those lines. But to me, in a landscape that we're always looking for running backs, the one team that nobody's talking about is, and I like Jordan Howard too, as a solid buy, definitely in standard leagues, but I really like Matt Breida. This is a team that assessed their running back situation like we got to make a move. And they went out there and did, and they bring in Matt Breida. And that's where it is. They haven't brought in Devontae Freeman or anybody else. They probably feel pretty comfortable with this. And they did beef up the offensive line. They've kind of overhauled a little bit. So let's see if that works out for him. But in this offense, I can look at Matt Breida not only getting some carries on the ground as well, getting about 10 to 12 carries per game right there, but also being viable in Changeli's passing offense. Like you mentioned, Matt, 300 carries, 25. I'll take that as well. There's a good chance that Matt Breida could finish this year as a low-end running back too. Absolutely, man. I, I love uh, I love Matt Breda going forward. I think he's the guy to own there. I, I do think, like you said, Jordan Howard holds some value still, but um, you know, I he he just he offers nothing in the pass uh, passing game. So the PPR, if you're in a PPR format, Breda is far and away the guy to own in my book. Jordan Howard could probably get close to a thousand yards rushing this year. I think so too. Maybe four catches out, like something very limited. I think they're really going to stick with Breda here in the passing game. Yeah, and he looked fantastic before with San Francisco. And obviously, this is not the same offensive line that he was used to working with. It's not the same pieces. But you saw the raw ability. You saw the raw talent. And that was something that a lot of people had been kind of begging for for a while. Like, just just give this guy a workload. The only reason that I believe that that never ended up happening, well, was twofold. One, Kyle Shanahan doesn't seem to do that much. But two, he kept getting hurt. If he can stay healthy and put... 14 to 16 games together, he's going to be a steal at the price you can get him. He played 13 games last year, started five uh, of those games. Well, and I mean, even those games when you would think Matt Breida wasn't really involved, he still had 623 rushing yards and 19 receptions for 120 yards. Like those aren't, and they're not relative fantasy stats, but for being in a, what, triple headed monster, essentially, that's not terrible. The guy's electric. He's dynamite. Yep. So I love the buy. I, I, He's my number one buy because Hayden Hurst, I've been pushing him too hard. Like his price has actually gone up now. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he's kind of no longer a buy for me. I still want him if I can get him for the right price, but his people are listening and his price has gone up. I've, you know what else I noticed? A lot of Jarvis Landry uh, talk out there all of a sudden about love. Like, undervalued and nobody appreciates him. Well, if you listen to Dynasty's podcast, you really appreciate Jarvis Landry and Robert Woods. So that's my buy, but it's my number one buy. Matt Breida, right, well, to be fair, number two, right behind Jarek McKinnon <laughs> <laughs> and Mike Williams. I was going to say, you wait a minute. But no. ahead of Curtis Samuel, oh. no, 
If I had to choose between Matt Breida and Jarek McKinnon, oh, man. But McKinnon's so much cheaper. He is so yes. much cheaper. And and um, I guess we could just roll. I mean, I, I was going to go right into Mike Williams, if you don't mind, because he actually do was. It, do <laughs> it. We're gonna do, do it. We're going to do him every year. Every, every single year. year. And then we're going to retire. We'll still do it. We told you to buy Mike Williams. <laughs> hey, we told you last year to buy him. That was after he he had six hundred and sixty four yards. This 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 year he's he's coming off a one thousand and one yard season, and we're still saying, hey, this guy is undervalued. I mean, his current ADP is around you know around nine in startups. It's like one hundred and ten. Gross. So to be able to get this guy, he's twenty five years old, six foot four, two hundred and twenty five pounds, and. What I what I liked, I was digging into the stats a little bit, and and I hadn't realized that this guy is such a first down machine. Forty one out of his forty nine receptions last year went for first downs. I mean, that is, it's eighty four percent of the time that this guy makes a catch. He's either scoring a touchdown or or a first down. So 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 it counts either way, but. If you're getting that kind of production, there's absolutely no reason that that he's not going to see some sort of increase in his target share. So last year, I mean, I think I think Keenan Allen had he had a disgusting like 149 targets or something like that, and and, and Mike Williams was down only only at like the 90 target range. So, I mean, even if even if Mike Williams just chips away at that, let's say he gets one and a half more targets per game. You're you're looking at you know 106 targets. So these are all pretty conservative stuff. Sure. And and if you take the 106 targets and you you go by his average, not even what he did last year, but his average catches per year, then he's then he's up close to 1,200 yards. And the thing that really held Big Mike back last year was he only scored two the touchdowns. Two, two touchdowns. And we're kind of beat. I think we mentioned it before. You know, a few times on the podcast. The year prior was 10. So even if he just bounces back a little bit, midpoint I, I, six, yeah, six, which is sure. a common number. Like that's a common wide receiver number. He's he's flirting right there with the the low end wide of, of wide receiver one numbers coming from last year. So, and the, these are all very conservative numbers considering how much of a talent this guy actually is. And and even somebody somebody tagged me in in a um in a tweet that DeAndre Hopkins. Put out. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> Did too. you see that? And it was a highlight of Mike Williams, and he said that this guy's a top ten wide receiver. And I absolutely loved it. You know, like oh, this, me and D Hop, I'll be uh, I'll be out on an island with DeAndre Hopkins saying that this guy is a wide receiver one as well. So I, I'm with you though, because I I yep. gave up a 2022. I said I gave up a, what a month ago. I was like I gave up a 22 22 first for Mike Williams. I put offers out there. I mean, somebody criticized. Uh, somebody was like, "Is my Matt's rankings right?" Because He's got Mike Williams as ninth overall dynasty receiver. I, I think it might just be a mistake. And Mike's Matt was, response was, "I have him exactly where I want exactly him. Exactly where I want him." So I mean, even if even if, so, those low end numbers, he's at a bottom end of a wide receiver one. If he increases just a little bit and and really reaches his potential that I that I see in him, there's no way that he's not going to be in a top ten, flirting with those five that top five or six. Uh, type of wide receiver going and, forward. And like you said earlier, Matt, it's not like we're talking about a guy who just hasn't done anything. He's just done two separate things. One he did two years ago, he did something that almost nobody's ever done. It was him and Tyler Lockett almost both were the numbers they put up like touchdown wise on the targets they got, how efficient they were on his targets. And you're like, man, if he just had more targets and more yards, he'd be a wide receiver one. Well, then the following year, he goes out there and gets the yards still not not a, a crazy amount of targets, right? Which is insane. If you watch his highlight reel, these catches he makes are insane, Nuts. Nuts. insane, without the touchdowns, right? 
And touchdowns are so important. And the great thing is he has the size on that team to score those these touchdowns as well. Matt, I love I, this is no secret. Like I love Mike Williams as well. I've tried to buy him in multiple leagues. I have bought him in multiple leagues. I will continue to buy him in multiple leagues. Yep. In all my best ball leagues I'm doing, almost every team has Mike Williams on it. I, I, I went out and I put my money where my mouth was. I, I just made a trade. I gave up Evan Ingram and then a 2021 20, second and third to get Mike Williams. And I know that was an overpay. But I had a lot of tight ends. I needed some wide receiver, and I and I went out and targeted this guy, and I overpaid, and I got him. And, and I love that move because you have to. We talk about it all the time, like get to make your team better, get players that you like, and somebody else can be like, "That's an overpay for Mike Williams." Like, dude, I'm not I'm not in this just to try and make fair deals. Like, I'm trying to get the players I want and build the team I want. And if I have to overpay to get a guy that I believe in, that I think will be an underpay this right. time next year. I have no problem doing it. I have no problem doing it. We talk about it all the time. We've been doing it for six years is what looks like an overpay today will be an underpay tomorrow. And those are the moves sometimes you have to make to get a player. Cause if somebody's not, not everybody just wants to make a fair trade. Cause they're like, yeah, that's fair, but I don't, I don't, I don't want to move them just to be lateral. Like, yeah, I wanna, like yeah. you have to make me a lot of times in dynasty, no matter how you spin it. A lot of times you have to give a little bit more because you have to make people want to trade a player. Because for a lot of times when you got players like this, people don't want to give away those players. They Absolutely don't want to trade not. those. So you yep. you have to make them put them in a position where they can't say no. Grease those wheels, Matt. And Grease them up. That's exactly what I did, and I was happy when I got them. Yep, I'm I'm all on board as well. I have tons. I, I would I would venture to guess that I have at least him in fifty percent of my leagues. Um, so I'm I'm definitely on Team Mike Williams as well. So I'm sure you're not doing it right in 50 other percent of your leagues. <laughs> no, I don't. Have, I, I, I would, I'd probably say that by like 18 leagues. I'm in. Mean, like I could probably have about, I probably got like seven shares. I think I feel comfortable about, um, and I've tried, I've, I made other offers similar, like the 22. I offered like a 22 first in every league. And I, I only got one bite coming to a dynasty GM version soon. We'll know exactly how many shares we have across all our platforms we will. So Can't of all these players. That. Right. Oh, I've been wanting that forever. <laughs> Garrett, give forever. us a guy. All right. What if I told you that you could get a player that in 2018 was an RB1 and he's almost guaranteed to get at least 100 targets in the passing game and you can get him at this year's value below RB40? Are you talking about Adrian Peterson? I'm not. <laughs> wait, I can get him for under RB40? Yes. Wait, he is wait, right now wait. in redraft rankings. He is RB42. So in 2018, he was a running back one. He was a running back one in 2018. And he is, uh, the past two seasons, he has eclipsed 90 targets both seasons. Is it Leonard Fournette? It is is, not he, is he switching positions again? <laughs> it's Leonard Fournette. <laughs> Wait, this said, is a running back. Well, he this said, is he said it's a running back. Okay, okay, hold on. I'm still thinking here. Is it Kenyon Drake? Nope. Oh, he wasn't a running back one two years ago. Wait, two years ago or two, two years, years ago, ago, not 19, 18. Oh, that's so that's a different life. We just talked about 2019's lifetime ago. Can I phone a friend? Can I call the aliens? Yeah, <laughs> please do. <laughs> Garrett. Don't forget to manscape the first. The suspense. <laughs> Is it killing you? It's titillating as you can't tell. I'm talking about Tariq Cohen. Ooh. Whoa. Tariq Cohen in 2018 was RB 11. <laughs> this past year had over 100 targets, had 104 targets. However, the biggest difference, people are like, well, David Montgomery got in there and you know he didn't get as many touches. Blah, blah, blah. His, his total touch mark was actually not that different from the season before. Um, there was a little bit less in the, the rushing game, but he actually improved in the receiving game as far as targets, 91 to 104, 
and receptions, 71 to 79. The odd thing about this, though, is the production efficiency, the efficiency way down, way down, Mm -hmm. as opposed to 725 yards and five touchdowns in the receiving game. It was 456 and only three touchdowns. So this is, I think, a very good gamble that if he can normalize, all of a sudden you've got a very reliable RB2 that you can put in your flex spot and you're paying RB3, RB4 type of prices in order to try to get this guy. I have him on the team that I blew up and I absolutely just went all for draft picks and I was I was getting mm-hmm. rid of anything and everything. I could not get rid of Tree Cohen. People do not like him. Nobody, People are scared of him. Nobody even wants him. It's similar it's, to James White for years. Yep. You know, no, it, it was so hard to trade away uh, James White or trade for him because teams that know him typically knew how valuable he was, but other teams were like, well, he's not going to run the football, so I don't really want him. But if you are in a PPR league, I would not be shocked to see Tariq Cohen be a top 30 guy once again this season easily. And he's only 24. And and this is going to be his role literally his entire career. Yeah. There's there's never going to be a point where where he's not catching passes on, you know what I mean? Like yep. this is how he's going to operate in the NFL. So if if you've got him um and you can't get rid of him like me, I guess even if you're in a rebuild, he's only 24. Just hold him. Right. You know what I mean? He's not a must sell type of guy. Exactly. And on top of that, like if David Montgomery, who I actually do think will bounce back better, I still don't think he's going to be great, but I do think David Montgomery will bounce back better. But if he doesn't, there'll be tons of rushing uh, work available too because they don't have any other running backs right now. It's basically those two guys. It really is. Yep. So there's opportunity there, which is when it comes to running backs, that's all you can ask that's all for you want. opportunity. And David Montgomery, see, David Montgomery can catch the football. Yeah. Um, so that's always, I think that's the one thing that sticks into like, but even with last year, he still got 104 targets, even with them, which there. is crazy, which is crazy that I, I did not know that part of it. Isn't that crazy? targets? Yeah, yeah. It's just an efficiency. Like you said, uh, I w- would, I buy tree Cohen now that you, like, even after, so say I listened to the podcast, I heard what you said. Am I still buying tree Cohen? Like what's the price you think? <sighs> My guess is you're probably paying. Yeah, I think it's similar to Matt Breida. I think Tariq Cohen and Matt Breida are kind of viewed in a very similar light range. So you got Matt Breida, Tariq Cohen, Jarek McKinnon. All in in a boat together in the third round. Which 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 boat are you going to take? Which boat you take? Down that river. If I had to pick one boat, I would take the Matt Breida boat. I think the Matt Burita boat is the safest boat. Yeah. And if, dude, these are troubled waters. I think, I think it's tough for me. Jarek McKinnon, he's got the best chance of getting you to the river, down the river fastest. Oh, yeah. In pieces. Dude, <laughs> but, yeah. He's got, but you may sink on the way. Dude, Jer- yeah, Jarek McKinnon's got like the biggest engine. It's nice, but the boat's made of duct tape. <laughs> you just cross your fingers. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, but no, I'm, I'm absolutely, I'm all over Tariq Cohen. I think, I think the value is just, is really, really good. And on a player that nobody thinks is very sexy right now. Dude, stop smothering them. You're too hairy and it's too hot out. I just love them. Sasquatch. I just love them. I'm up. Yeah, Other man. guy. You're yeah. up. You, you, you and Asia. Man. I'm going to go back. I'm going to go the opposite way here. I'm going to go old guy, right? Let's Ooh, go. Uh, a guy that you, you're, you're competing this year. A guy we've mentioned before is Emmanuel Sanders for the New Orleans Saints. We've been talking about this situation for, I feel like since we started a podcast, who is the Saints' number two receiver? Who's it going to be? They're bringing Emmanuel Sanders, and there's still not really a lot of hype out there. This is a team that's going to be going for the ship. It's a really good team, and defenses have got to focus on Mike Thomas. It's just it's 
you can't you have to there's no point Amanda Sanders ever be double teamed and this is a guy who plays a ton of snaps I mean we came into San Francisco he's playing over 90 percent of their snaps out there and he always produces he's always a top three wide receiver either a wide receiver two wide receiver three even a one wide receiver one finish I believe Year in, year out. I mean, the one year he got hurt, that was it. So I think in the seven seasons he's played, he's been a wire top uh, three wide receiver six out of the seven years that he's played. Go into an offense that loves to throw the football. They throw the football to their running backs. They throw it to the receivers. And yeah, is Jared Cook a viable option? Yes. But mm-hmm. with Emmanuel Sanders and his route running, he's going to be a really good target for a guy like Drew Brees, who's extremely accurate. I see Emmanuel Sanders coming in here and producing – High end wide receiver three to you know mid range wide receiver two numbers and this is a guy same thing you probably get for a third round pick and like Manuel Sanders is not the talk of the town he's not the toast of the ball he's not somebody that you want to go up there and give him a little nipple pinch on you don't want to do that right so he's he's something out there a guy that you can get for a third round pick that you could put into your starting lineup to help you go win a ship. I, I, he's at least, I think, in my opinion, he's at least a guy that you want to have on your roster if you're competing just to navigate all the, the crazy COVID stuff that you have no idea um, how that's going to be handled once the season starts, who's going to have an outbreak, or uh, just navigating bye weeks. Um, a great guy for that. A great guy for, you know, if you have a flex spot and, and maybe you're struggling or something to, to, to fill it. Uh, definitely uh, a nice guy to plug and play a great ace yeah. up your sleeve yeah, kind absolutely. of guy like so even yeah. if you don't make the move like you're set at receiver like we said before it's like this, this is a year you've always wanted to have as much depth as possible even if you're a contender and you have four solid receivers like i'd still recommend if you can get manuel sanders for a third get it because even even if you have the receivers right and manuel sanders has a year we think or i think he's going to have Come mid-range, somebody else's receiver is going to get hurt or go down. You, if you give up a third form and you feel good about your receivers, you could probably flip them for a second. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Flip them for, uh, flip them for something better, or you just hold on to them and you know, laugh at the people who didn't go out and get the the cheap uh, depth and and ride them right to the championship. You know what I mean? All that all that extra padding means that somebody else doesn't have it. Yeah. So. Even like his uh like his matchups early on. I mean, I, I can see a hot start here for a guy like uh. Emmanuel Sanders. I mean, they're starting off. They play. They're playing guys like the Lions, uh, the Raiders, the Buccaneers. Like their defenses are not good, and most importantly, their secondaries aren't really that either. I know the right. Lions bring in like a Jeff Okuda, but again, those guys even are focused on Michael Thomas, not Emmanuel <clears throat> Sanders. A lot of things would be open in this offense for him. And I think if you can go out there, you can throw a third round pick at somebody out here. Like Matt said, you have a nice little flex guy to throw out there and a bye week filler, or if somebody goes down with COVID or anything else, you can get them in your lineup and succeed. It's not one of those guys you can't succeed. Almost kind of like the John Brown of last year, essentially, mm-hmm. right? Like Absolutely. I think John Brown takes a little bit of a hit because of efficiency with Josh Allen. I still like him, but kind of like John Brown was that nice wide receiver too, like wide receiver, you know, a good solid mid-range wide receiver two, that could be Emmanuel Sanders this year. And just like last year on my buy list was John Brown mm-hmm. for the same reason, saying this guy could be the wide receiver two, high-end wide receiver three, and that came to fruition. I had the same feeling about Emmanuel Sanders putting up the same statistics. We've talked about we've talked about him quite a bit, and, and each time I'm, I'm a little bit 
lower on him than you guys are just because it, it seems like the third option is never really there. It's always just the two options, whether it's a tight end and a receiver or a running back and a receiver or running back and a tight end. It seems like there's always two main guys. But if you're a contender, that means your pick is hopefully going to be one of the last three or four picks in the third round. That's still very good value. So I'm more than willing to do that if I'm a contender. I know that we didn't talk about this before, um, but what do you guys think about the uh, Kamara knee injury stuff that came out? Um, kind of, kind of makes sense when when you yep. see how the the stuff kind of tailed off towards the end of the year. Either that or all the vegan stuff that came out too. <laughs> Wait, what? People were freaking out today because they found out he's a he's a vegan, and he apparently all the- like the vegan like Cam Newton did it, and then he struggled, and like every guy that seems to have done that. I mean, struggled, I, the, the first person I remember was like Arian Foster. Yeah. Who did it like, uh, you know, five, 10 Although years ago. It whatever. came out that JK Dobbins is vegan too. Wow. Conspiracy theory. Got him. We'll see. Dun, dun, dun. No, I, it is. I mean, he didn't get surgery. Right. Which is, but must mean he didn't need surgery. But like you said, it kind of showed like how he kind of sailed off there, which means Jerry McKinnon and the fact that he's in <laughs> Jerry McKinnon. Jerry, yeah, I was like, uh, wait, what? <laughs> it, it, Jeff the fact that he's Wilson. in a contract year, he's fully healthy. They bring in Emmanuel Sanders. Jared Cook got cooking at the second half of last year. Drew Brees knows this is the end of the road. He's got to go. He's going all in on this year. And already a really good team that has a good offensive line and good weapons around him. Alvin Kamara is primed to have that 80. I mean, what does he catch? 80, 80, I think he catches 81 balls. 81 balls every year. Yep. Every one year? Yeah. <laughs> Three years in a row. Every Has it really been 81? Three years, exactly 81. Oh, I heard uh, Kyle Yates say that. He's like, yeah. I remember Kyle Yates. He's like, yeah, I remember it because it's been 81 every year. He's every playing. three yeah. years in a row. That's awesome. <laughs> That's pretty predictable. It was a uh, Chris Davis from the uh, uh, Athletics, uh, the Oakland A's. He has hit like 242 four straight seasons. Like exactly 242. Consistent. Just weird oddities like that always crack me up. You gotta love when you can you know exactly what you're gonna get from a player though, man. I'm gonna do a bold prediction. <laughs> Eighty one receptions <laughs> for Alvin Kamara. Damn it, you stole mine. Ah, <laughs> how did you know? I love those layups, man. <laughs> so anyway, uh, I guess moving on here to the uh next player to buy. Um so I was struggling to come up with a uh, a second buy here. Uh, so I started kind of looking at this a little bit differently. And with all this COVID stuff going on and canceled seasons and caps going down and all sorts of stuff, I decided to try to, try to take a look at next year's projections um, to see how who had the least amount of cap space and, and kind of go off of there to, to maybe predict a buy. So um, I, I went on SpotRack, and, and the team that has the – most, I guess, uh, I guess, how should I say it? They are the most in the hole as far as cap room next year are the Philadelphia Eagles. And it's not even a little bit. I mean, they are projected to be almost $85 million <laughs> over the cap. So they're going to have some serious um, ish to work out here um, come next year. But that brought me immediately to um, the fact that, you know, I started looking through all the contracts and see exactly who had the dead money and who had the biggest cap hits. And it became really abundantly clear that they have got a lot of dead weight at the wide receiver position. And, um, you know, they could they could cut um, they could cut guys like Zach Ertz, um, Alshon Jeffrey, Deshaun Jackson, Marquise Goodwin. All those guys combined will get them. I mean, close to like $20 million 
uh, of their cap back. So that brought me right to one of these youngsters who's getting a great opportunity here at the beginning of the season, J.J. Arcega-Whiteside. Oh, say it again. <laughs> J.J. Arcega-Whiteside. I love it. So 24 years old, obviously um, uh, highly touted by one Garrett Price <laughs> last year. <laughs> coming out of the draft and, and really just didn't, didn't play all that well. Um, comes out, you know, turns out he was, he was, you know, fighting through some injuries and stuff yep. all, all the year last year. And regardless of the, the money situation, he's going to have a golden opportunity at the beginning of the year because Alshon Jeffrey, he's already on the pup. He's already on the pup. He's missing, <laughs> he's missing time. So the, he is the de facto big wide receiver on, on the roster at the beginning of the season, no matter what in my eyes. And it, it wouldn't shock me at all if he just kind of ran away with that job and, and all just kind of faded away. They, they can't, they can't cut all So he's going to be on the roster all year. Cause there's just too much dead money, uh, still wrapped up in that really horrible contract of his. But, um, so those guys are here, but but JJ Arcega Whiteside has a cl- has a clear path, and I think the talent to be the guy. I mean, we saw the we saw it on the rookie tape, um, or not the rookie tape, the, the college tape. This mm-hmm. guy is excellent at boxing out, and, and he's going to be a red zone threat. So, uh, in my opinion, he's the guy that is super cheap. I mean, he's right now his ADP is at like two hundred and twenty five or something ridiculous. He is a freebie for a guy that was a second round draft pick last year. That is insane to me um obviously jalen rager coming along um pushes him down a little bit but like i said he is the de facto outside big x wide receiver on that team going forward so i i love jj or sego white side going forward well Eric, get in here yeah your guy. <laughs> yep. i love guys that were just high draft picks the year before that people give up on. I say it every year. These are my all, these are all, that's the clear cut by every year. Paris Campbell's Mm -hmm. can fall on that list. Guys that were high first round picks last year that have fallen off the mat completely. And it's not even anything they did. They just didn't play as much injuries and whatnot. So Garrett, tell everybody why Matt is hundred percent right here. Yeah, absolutely. The, the only other competition there right now in the receiver room is Deshaun Jackson, who we know he has not been the picture of health. Uh, and he had some off, off the field stuff in the off season too. And, um, you know, so, and then Goodwin, uh, Marquise Goodwin decided to opt out because of COVID. So, I mean, like there's literally, there's no one there. It's, it's Jay jaw and a bunch of rookies and, and, the front office can see exactly what I can see. They know that they're in a world of trouble next year. Yep. And if they're smart and if they're forward thinking enough, they're going to want to see exactly what they are going to get next year with yep. a guy like a, a guy like Jay Jaw. So there's no reason in my eyes that they're not going to incorporate this guy in a game plan, just at least to see what they have in him. Well, and the nice part for him this season is they talked about how last year he was learning the X, he was learning uh, the Z, and he was learning the slot. So he's learning three different wide receiver positions. Because they've added a little bit of depth, they've said he's just going to focus on being an X receiver. Mm-hmm. And for a young receiver, that's what you want to see. You want to let him just focus on one. Now, the other part of that was they're like, "But we're gonna we're gonna move Rager all over the field, and we're gonna." And I was like, "Oh no, not again! No, you're oh, doing it. it. <laughs> you're doing do, it. Don't do that to me again." Not again. <laughs> so, but yes, I especially considering the price, it it just makes too much sense not to take a gamble on a guy that could be his team's, you know, leading receiver uh, specifically in in the red zone area. Like that's that's where he is meant to thrive. First downs, touchdowns, like that is where he is meant to thrive. Basketball pedigree, both both parents were professional basketball players. The guy can go up there and get the football as mm-hmm. good as anybody. Uh, you can also tie that same everything Matt just said into Dallas Goddard because it's a, it, it increases the odds of Zach Ertz 
getting traded or just released because of his contract as well. And, and he's one of the guys that I mentioned. He they can clear money. They can finally get out, you know, from the dead money on his contract next year as well. So he's another guy that I think is going to be gone. Another high price guy. That and it, and it clearly away. liked Dallas Goddard and Gall- Dallas Goddard's shown that he could produce at a high level. Absolutely, Garrett. Give us your last guy before we. Uh, Get into the nerd episode. So I, I have like four guys still on my list. And so Garrett, give us one guy. <laughs> that's the, okay, that's the tough this, part. Get, just don't say why. Give the three names that you wanted to give. No explanation. No, no explanation. explanation. Okay. And then go into your final guy. We'll see if me and Matt think I right. made the right choice. So uh, uh, the two other guys, I lied. I only have three. The two other guys, Sony Michelle. Love it. Preston Williams. Love them. Mm-hmm. Rich, you're going to love this last one. Oh, it's going to be Jerry McKinnon. <laughs> Matt, you're going to hate this one. Oh, I can feel it. Stefan Diggs. Oh, my God. Stefan Diggs. Why would I'm you looking through. Here's why. Here's why. <laughs> I'm looking through. I'm looking through the redraft rankings today, and uh, I's looking at all the wide receivers, and I'm like, okay, where's, where's Stefan Diggs at? And I'm looking where I roughly thought he should be, and he's not there. And I scroll down a little more and scroll down a little more, and all of a sudden, at wide receiver 27. It's about time these redrafters finally caught up Wait, with some value on this a guy. A wide receiver three people are drafting him as? <laughs> wide receiver three. What the shit, kebabs? Stefan Diggs is being drafted as a wide receiver three. Now, part of the issue for him in the past was there would be some weeks that would be Stefan Diggs weeks, and then there would be other weeks that were more Adam Thielen weeks. He's not there anymore. He's in Buffalo, and he is being, he's going to be their main target. They don't pass the ball a ton in Buffalo, so it. but they didn't pass the ball a ton in Minnesota either. The nice part is there's really no competition for, for targets. You do have um, John Brown there, but he's always been more of a down-the-field speed type player, a guy that will probably get, in most offenses, 80 targets. You know That's, that's the type of player that he is. Stephon Diggs could easily get a 25% share of, of the passing volume there. It would not shock me in the least. And if that's the case, that would put him right at, because they were just under 500 targets. So that would put him at right around 125 targets for the season. I think with that type of volume, with, with Josh Allen's eyes solely focused on him, I could easily see him surpassing that ADP value and becoming, even if he's just wide receiver 19, that's a huge jump in value from where what you're having to pay for him right now. And it's not just redraft. I'm seeing this in Dynasty as well. People are starting to give up on him because they think he's old. He's not old either. He's still a fairly young wide receiver right in his prime right now. I think we have easily three good years of Stefan Diggs in Buffalo. He can't be more than 26, right? Right, but he's being treated like he's right. 28, 29. But, and I, I bet it's up that like Josh Allen can't Let me look at his exact age. Two two quality receivers. We're kind of like talking about John Brown. If John Brown could be a mid-range wide receiver too, Stephon Diggs could be a wide receiver one in this offense. He's one of the best route runners in the league. He's explosive. He's efficient. Josh Allen, you know, it, do we have some concerns about his accuracy? Yeah, but that doesn't mean he can produce at a high level. I mean, Lamar Jackson could produce a high-end tight end one. Uh, Cam Newton could produce uh, with, with Steve Smith with Cam Newton. Cam Newton has his Steve first Smith. like year or two. Yep. Yeah, so right these now, guys can still produce. Right now, he's 26 years old. He will be for almost the entire season. Um, def- November 29th, he turns 27. So almost the entire 20. Uh, uh, heck, he's barely hit puberty. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, 
I'm obviously lower than him. <laughs> but <laughs> wide receiver 27. That 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 is actually where I'd start feeling comfortable getting him. <laughs> so, uh, the market has corrected for Matt. Exactly. Um, I'm just I just I I think you're crazy to think that he could be a wide receiver one. I just don't think he's that talented, and he's in, not in a great situation. In my, I mean, opinion. he has been a wide receiver one though. I know, but that was like a <laughs> fluke type of with Kirk Cousins, not done. Josh Allen. Exactly. No, and Kirk again, Cousins, it, you have to admit, Kirk Cousins is more accurate than the quarterbacks. Oh, oh Listen, absolutely. I rag on Kirk Cousins, but Kirk Cousins is an above average quarterback, right? But just very slightly above court <laughs> average because he is. He's very, the problem with Kirk Cousins is he's spotty, right? He's not right. consistent, especially in big games. So it's a, it, I, I don't, we talk about any player. Like you don't want any player that's a roller coaster. That's not the ride you want to ride. You go to Cedar Point for roller coasters, not your fantasy team. You need players mm-hmm. that you can count on that produce weekly. You know, guys are, you need those safe guys there and get you those 10, 11, 12 points because you, you're not going to go in week out, week in, week out because the playoffs are three weeks usually. And there's going to be one week he doesn't show up for you, and that's going to be the game you lose, and then you're not a champion. So I don't play this game not to be a champion, damn it, Garrett. With that in mind, though, I mean, you're going to rely on a guy that's in a very run-heavy offense that has a quarterback that throws 55% accurate, you know, that's like his accuracy rate? Last year. Okay. He's probably been practicing. (laughs) I mean, if that's what you're going to go by, I mean, I I don't know. I just don't see it it, But still, he's produced... Back-to-back years, wide receiver twos, like I, mid-range I wide receiver twos. I could definitely see him okay. doing that again. So, Matt, you're talking but a 26-year-old receiver. I think you're going to have some very boom and bust. You're talking a 26-year-old receiver that could finish the year as a wide receiver two. We're talking about, say, I think Stephon Diggs, let me just throw a number. I think Stephon Diggs finishes his wide receiver 15 on the year. So it's a high-end wide receiver two that you're getting at wide receiver 27. So you can jump up. You're not even talking like a massive jump up here. If I can go from... 27 to about 22, which is a five round, you know, five player jump yeah. here. That's still a discount, which is gross. Now, I would never let it get that far because I would draft Stefan Diggs way higher than that, but I still I still can't get past when you say he's not that good of a receiver because I just see something completely different. I think I, I see a guy who's an elite route runner who knows how to get open, who has really good hands and can make the tough contested catch. So I don't. When you say he's not a good receiver, I just disagree completely. Like I think he's. I think he can't play with a boo boo, and he's always getting little boo boos. So he's he's to me he's just one of these guys that I'm just going to always stay away from. I mean, like OBJ, right? Actually, I've been kind of off of him a little bit. Okay, who else, who else gets boo boos? <laughs> bail me out. Come on, I got the duct tape out. Actually, <laughs> Jarek McKinnon. Help! Well. My motor's too fast. <laughs> I ducked it instead of fixing it. Son of a bitch. Uh, so yeah, I, I mean, we're, listen, we've, we've gone back and forth. Me and right. Garrett, obviously believe this. You don't believe in it. Well, let's see how he produces with the bills. Cause if anything's going to change your mind is if Stefan Diggs produces with Josh Allen, then you can't deny. I won't deny it anymore. If he does, how about that? You just I can't hide it. I no, I won't deny it. And you know, and you know, if You'll he does it, him. if he does it with Josh Allen this year, if he, what, I, what, I what is, does it like top 18 receiver? I won't deny his greatness. If he is a wide receiver, 18 or so that would be the top half of wide receiver too, because yeah, I mean, top that's 18. Not great. I mean, do you do is that considered greatness? For yeah, you guys? dude, top 18, a high end wide receiver too. Let yeah, me see who was. Good. Let me see who was 18 last year, and you can tell me if they were great. AJ right. Brown, he loves that guy. That was his rookie year. I mean, oh, if he, if he, was, if he was number 18. He's last probably year. 26 too, though. <laughs> he's <laughs> probably 26. <laughs> Wish you weren't a liar, Rich. <laughs> oh man, AJ Brown's a beefcake. He is a total beefcake, and. He's upping his conditioning this year because hey. he saw on tape that he looked a little fatigued at the end of games last year. 
So now he's upping his conditioning. AJ, I called Darius Geist a little bitch. Why don't you come over and back me up? <laughs> Whoa. He is huge, man. Yeah. Oh, no, you won't? Okay. Well, I can't. Well, I'll probably outrun Darius Geist. <laughs> you better kick him in the knee first. Actually, I can't. <laughs> I, can't I can't find where. <laughs> I don't know what I did with my rankings. You know, They're gone. Oh, not rankings, but who finishes bar receiver? Yeah, I went to try like to find it. I had it pulled up. It must have been, it must've been oh. somebody embarrassing. And no, uh, yeah, he barely, <laughs> he, he barely even looks at it. It, it uh, was Tyler Boyd. Oh, that, is right not, that is not greatness, man. It was... Tyler, Tyler Boyd. Tyler Boyd. That is not greatness, man. Okay, what about t- wide receiver 17, Matt? DJ Shark. That is greatness. <laughs> <laughs> if he can beat DJ Shark. Okay, so if he has a better wherever, season than DJ Shark. Wherever DJ Shark is, then I will say that he is great. Oh, Jarvis Landy, wide receiver 12. Who saw that coming? Ooh, wide receiver 14, Robert Woods. Uh, who saw that? Coming? I love me some Shark. Guys, we're at an hour and 11 minutes. Time to go. We've had a lot to talk about today. Absolutely. It's a lot for our listeners to digest. Take all of it. Our sponsors, <laughs> our Nuggets, mm-hmm. our college football takes, our Lamar Miller chase. Chase. Darius Geis. We didn't chase him anywhere. Nope. I just misspoke, <laughs> which I do all the time. Consume it. Consume digest it. it. Mm-hmm. Play it back. Listen again. Don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> Instead, just sign up for the Nerd Herd and listen to the next show where we talk about some dynasty cells. What? One quick reminder, though, before we do get out of here as well, that you have one week left to enter the Bud's Butter giveaway. You can win that $25 gift card to a business of your choice in your area. So anywhere you want to get it, and all you got to do is go enter the code NERD on BudsButter.com. That's B-U-D-Z butter.com you get a 20 percent off and free shipping on orders of 20 dollars or more use that code nerd enters you a chance to get that free gift card for anywhere you want for 25 bucks so there's a good chance you can begin that bud's butter order for free and bud's butter man if there's any time you need it now is the time that stuff is like magic thanks everybody be back next week with our weekly predictions not weekly but yearly predictions for each position adios